0: Welcome to the Pixels and Ink Presents Coffee and Cartridges Podcast, episode number two, brought to you by CG Magazine. I'm your host, Lisa Mior, and joining me today are uh, Brandon Quinn. Hello. And Jordan Bjorty. Hello. Hey, how are you fine gentlemen today? Yeah, I'm
1: doing all right. I'm a little banged up. I uh, ran into a tree yesterday, so...
0: You need to stop hitting trees. My understanding of snowboarding is that you go away from trees. Generally,
1: you avoid the trees. But Mm -hmm. I lost my phone in the snow, like in the backcountry. And then we went back a day later and I found it and it still works.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah. Needle in a haystack.
0: That's unbelievable.
2: Of the time I was playing my 3DS on a bus and I dropped my stylus. And so I like through the whole day. I thought I had lost my stylus, and then at the, that night, as I was going home, I got onto a bus, and wouldn't you know it, my stylus was there on the floor.
1: On the wow. bus, still the same bus.
2: Yeah, on the bus it was. I got on the, I somehow coincidentally got on the same bus going home,
1: and nobody picked it up. That's also pretty amazing. No. That
0: is the kind no, of luck thanks. I could dream of, guys. But. I've never had that kind of good luck. You guys are lucky.
1: Well, no. After I found the phone, was the day I ran into the tree. So.
0: Oh, okay. Well. It
1: all it all ends up evening out in the end.
0: <laughs> it balances out. <laughs> all right. Well, today's discussion uh, is talking about graphics in video games and whether or not they matter. Right. So I yes. think Jordan, you, you were going to start us off on this
2: so yes so this this stems from um a discussion we've had on pixels and ink when uh in in relation to uh switch ports um and I was talking about uh, Wolfenstein 2 and doom on the switch and you uh made the comment that you would rather play them on a system that provides for uh, better graphic fidelity um, and this is so, so later on um, when I was playing Bayonetta on the Switch um, I thought it was weird that the game is capped at 720p uh, mm-hmm. and yet it looks to me at least like a high definition game like you could tell me it was 1080p and I would believe it, so it just sort of made me start questioning to what degree in video games, at least modern video games, should graphics or graphic fidelity really matter? Like, you know, to what degree is like this this um, idea of like of of ten eighty p or four k like really matter mm-hmm. when playing a video game? Mm-hmm.
1: Okay, and, like, I mean, I don't think it does, personally. I mean, I enjoyed playing the Xbox One on a 4K TV. Like, it definitely looked awesome. I was I was floored by some of the games, but it didn't matter to me one way or the other if I didn't have that. Like, having it was cool, but not having it didn't take away anything if the game is good. And I have... I...
0: Oh, go ahead. Sorry. no, no, no Lisa, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say I'm totally in agreement with you. I don't think graphics matter at all, depending on the game. I think Jordan and we've kind of talked about this since. Like, remember when I made that comment, it wasn't whether or not it was still playable on the Switch. It was more of like I'm I'm kind of like, what do the developers intend with when they're developing the game? I kinda wanna play a game. The way that the developers intend their graphics to look or what their ultimate like goal for what their graphics are. Right. Now, I come from like the golden age of JRPGs and I love my pixel art probably a lot more than anything I've seen like that's considered graphically superior, can run on like very high definition, run on 4K and look something prettier. Um, it's never taken away from playability on for me on a game
1: no totally and um like one of the points i was going to bring up later is the you know the explosion of uh, retro 8 and 16 bit like indie games over the last say you know 5 or 6 years uh, oh yeah proves that you do not need to have uh you know the most crisp high definition unbelievably realistic textures in order to make people a buy your game or be have your game reviewed well critically
0: i agree yeah
2: well absolutely but um I guess to to get back to what you said about um like how the developers intended their game to yes. look and play um if it plays the same then what difference does it make if the resolution on the visuals is lowered a little bit like granted the game like like yeah I, you know i don't now i don't want to focus too much on on the switch cuz then obviously it's just it's going to be sort of like a, a, a singular thing and i want this to be a little bit more open ended but like looking at doom on the switch and especially looking at like images of doom after they like updated it and they like um, patched in like workarounds so that the visuals even in 10, in 720p still look really crisp and like nice um what does that take away from the game's, like, the enjoyment you would get from playing the game since it's not at an increased resolution? Like, you know, I get the idea that that maybe the developers wanted it to look a certain way, but it's not like they're completely changing the art style or changing, like, everything about it. Like, it still looks the way that they intended, just at a slightly reduced resolution.
1: And again, then you get into that whole, like, especially for a game like Doom or uh, even Neo, uh, because it gave you several options when you played that game on PS4, uh, like frame rate versus uh, resolution. You know, uh, 99% of people would rather play at a faster frame rate because it actually improves the gameplay experience than at a higher resolution, which doesn't add anything to the gameplay itself, Just makes the game look prettier.
2: See, but I I would argue that um frame rate uh plays more into the game's performance as opposed to its overall like visual quality.
1: Oh no, exactly, but it does add a visual quality to it because you're not um I mean it goes hand in hand with resolution. Sorry, is is more what I was trying to say. That, you know, it always seems like you're trading one off for the other. One way, you know. You want a higher resolution, you get a lower frame rate. You want a higher frame rate, you want a low, uh, You get a lower resolution. And all I'm saying is one has a way bigger impact on, like you said, the game's performance and how it controls and how it plays than the other does. So that's why yeah, I'm saying you know, I don't I guess... think resolution means that much in the grand scheme of things when people are so willing to sacrifice resolution for a better frame rate.
0: Yeah. And like I said, I never said it deter – I quite actually explicitly said it doesn't deter from the gameplay at all what i said was that it's I, I i like to see what the ultimate goal of the developers like what they wanted to envision their game to look yeah. like, like the art directors and what that has to do with it like it doesn't take away i'm sure and, I, and we actually said it during this podcast that um playing doom on the switch and especially because it's portable is just as fun uh i'm not a portable handheld person so i personally would be sitting in my living room and, and i'm like I'd prefer to play it on a screen cause I'm lazy and I like to lounge on couches yeah. and stuff. <laughs> but so it, it like literally that, like when I say that I say, I like to see their highest quality of what they were aiming for when they're upscaling to this. And that's, that's really, it doesn't t- like it, it depends on, I suppose, like the nature you go into in playing these kind of games and what kind of games you're playing well, when it comes I, to I
1: graphics. Think, like look at Uncharted, for example, uh, yeah. the last one, Unch- not last legacy, but Uncharted four, which was undoubtedly a beautiful game, but it was so boring. What's the point in putting all that effort into making it pretty if, if the gameplay isn't there?
0: Exactly. I was looking at, um, it's really funny that we're talking about this too, because I was just writing up an interview, uh, uh, uh quite a little while ago um, with uh, the Tokyo RPG Factory and their whole mandate is to kind of take their love for the 90s uh, mm-hmm. RPG and bring it up to current gen uh, current gen game gamers right? And uh, they're not spending they're, it's a beautiful looking game like all their art design is stunning and fabulous and they're spending time like crafting a beautiful looking world. Mm-hmm. But um, now if we look at uh, our review of Lost Sphere, and I, I've only played a little bit of it, it's kind of a, even though it's, it's a beautiful game to look at and I love it, but it's kind of a flat experience in terms of story, in terms of like things to actually do mm-hmm. in the game. And like, that's that's the kind of thing where it can be detrimental in terms of graphic over quality of game whereas i understand uh celeste which is also beautiful but it's done in a lot more um like pixels it's a more pixel art
2: style yeah i believe and very very simplistic pixel art too very simple It's not like Owlboy, which is like really detailed con- like as on top of being like uh having the pixel art aesthetic like it's like like celeste or, or the the main girl is literally just like a block
0: <laughs> yeah and it's just and it's Gotten extreme. I haven't played for Celeste either, but it's gotten extremely good reviews on the whole thing. And I know, like, uh, I believe, yeah, Jordan, you've played it and you said it was great, right? Celeste? Yeah, I thought
2: you played Celeste as well. No, I didn't get a chance to play it yet. I've been, ah. I've been sort of sitting on it, but I, I am aware of it.
0: Okay, I'll pick. I'll pick one that 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 doesn't count. Um, Broforce. Yeah. Um, looks ridiculous, and I and I love that game just because of how amazing it is. There was another one too. I think it's called uh, Not a Hero. Also a d- another Devolver yeah. game mm-hmm. that again doesn't look great. <laughs> Man, look at, <laughs> like almost so much fun. Almost
1: all of Devolver's output, yeah. is like that. You know, and that's oh. what I was saying earlier. If, if if a game's good and it's fun and it runs well, again going back into that the frame rate resolution thing, uh, then like who cares if it's at uh, 4K or 1080p or you know whatever on like the highest well, of possible settings on a PC.
2: You'd be surprised because this is this is something I I noticed because, you know, going on to like Reddit and checking out like, you know, when it when it says um, certain games are like, you know, the like their their graphic specs, you know, you tend to get a lot of people in the comments who are like, oh, my God, like. Are you kidding me? It's it's only going to be at this. Oh, no, no. I
1: I realize there is a huge contingent of gamers or video game players, especially uh, those who are really into the PC side of things for whom that's the most important thing. And, like, that's personally, like, that's a big turnout. I don't want to be so concerned about how crisp a game is running and at what settings, because then you're not sitting and enjoying the game. You're worrying about, like, how it's performing and that, like... Mm-hmm. Where's the fun in that?
0: Well, here this is this is the thing, and I like I said, we were all on the same page yeah. in terms of that. A game doesn't have to look good, but I can see their line of thinking. When you're talking about, especially like uh, the PC Master Race and people who are who just bought the new the uh, Xbox One X and people who spent money on the space on the PlayStation on the space station on the PlayStation Pro when it came right. out, um, you're thinking a lot of money into something that can show. Uh, a tremendous amount of performance, mm-hmm. and if you're not getting that in every single aspect of the games that you buy, as the cost of gaming is increasing, all right, um, then I can understand the attitude of feeling like you were not, uh, you're not getting your money's worth out of the games. That you're yeah, for sure. So I guess it's it's it spill but I think that that issue spills a little bit more on everything in in terms of um, like. Frame rate and uh, additional to like graphic resolution.
1: Again, but a lot of that new power can be put towards things like more on screen objects or better physics or better draw distance. Mm -hmm. These are all like visual aspects that do matter. It's taking something and making it just crisper and shinier to me that seems. Like, that doesn't matter to me at all. If you're taking all this making- power and you're putting it all just to, like, upscaling the definition and not adding anything else to the experience, I don't see the point in that personally. But if you're taking all that added power and you're putting a lot more into the game to make it an improved experience, mm-hmm. like I said, better draw distance, etc., then, yeah, totally. I see when, in that case, visuals as a very broad term definitely matter.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I, it's it should be spent more time spent making each – uh, visual aspect purpose yeah
1: there you go exactly that's a good way yeah. of putting it
2: well that's um my you know my whole point here i guess um both of what you guys said kind of uh, nails it right on the head is that like good graphics or like good graphic fidelity never really adds to a bad game but if you have like mediocre graphics that never really subtracts from a yeah. good game you know like yeah. you look at like you know um look at something like and, and the only thing the only thing that i that i that i have to say about kind of like what you guys were talking about is a lot of it really um it it is sort of a of a i'd say a separate debate between you know actual um graphic fidelity and like art oh, direction yeah, right because you look at something like look at something like um like Breath of the Wild compared to Horizon Zero Dawn like they're both more or less very similar games like open world hunting survival kind of like you know um even just even just the basic weapon of running around with a bow and arrow like so they're both very similar but um Zelda doesn't really look any worse than Horizon
0: but I think then it comes to the question of a very subjective point in what particular art styles mm. the game, mm. the game, the players want to see like those of uh, those of you guys who are like very nostalgic for a new Zelda game. And you're thinking back not to just original Zelda. All right. So we've got the pixel art there covered, but like games like uh wind waker that had that very, even though it's not, you can feel the reminiscence of that style in, um, Breath of the Wild and so you're you're seeing that you're seeing it on uh, a platform that you're first off excited to play on for one but and it's now it's an open world and that's exciting and the gameplay adding to that but uh, like that particular visual design is going to be very subjective to some people
2: like okay then let me then um Lisa you've played have you played Horizon yeah Okay, then let me. I guess let me ask both you and Brendan this question because I know Brendan's played it too. I'm the only one who still hasn't played Horizon. Would Horizon be like any less of a high quality game to either of you if it looked like Breath of the Wild?
1: But only because I don't think that specific art style matches kind of the tone and themes that Horizon was going for.
0: You know what I would have liked to have seen with Horizon, I think that wouldn't have bothered me is um, do you guys remember the uh, cell shaded uh, Prince of Persia? Yeah, I, that art, art style would have, like, I would have loved that for Horizon because I lo- as much as I love Horizon, as beautiful as I think Horizon is, there was – because of some of the uncanny valley with some of the characters, I was – for a good hour of that game, I was kind of put off by they, the way Yeah,
1: the uncanny valley thing, that's a very good yeah. point. So I think the human characters in that game should have either gone, like, full realistic or a bit more uh, stylized. Uh, But I think the rest of the game, specifically the dinosaurs and the monsters and stuff, would not have looked nearly as impressive and intimidating and cool and futuristic if they were in, like, a cel-shaded format. I think that would have detracted from the rest of it. But I get what you're saying about the human characters.
0: Would you – now, just to put that – just to kind of go on a little, like, pathway uh, offshoot here. Would you have – like, would you think that there were two art, particular art styles that would work, like with uh, more stylized humans and like very high definition, high detail mechanical, like the ro- uh, robot dinosaurs. Like, would that somehow work well, in the I mean, way
1: that hypothetically maybe? But it's it's really hard to tell without seeing it in action. You know, the the game is the game is such yeah. a, well, a singular package now that it's hard to kind of remove one element and imagine what it would be like you know, on its own or meshed up with something else. Mm -hmm.
2: Didn't Knack kind of try that? Like it, it had like human characters that looked kind of like cartoonish and almost out of like a Pixar movie, but then it had these like very intricately detailed like robot things like knack itself is like an amalgamation of all these like different moving yeah, I parts. Never, I
1: never played neck. I'm, I'm kind of mm-hmm. looking at some visuals now and it seems like it's fairly consistent, kind of goofy cartoony, even like the monsters,
0: you know,
2: see by my, my only question to you in relation to that um, and getting back to my early question is that like breath of the wild does have giant like robotic animal things so because i'm not Breath, really seeing of the Wild how is like a fantastical fantasy a
1: cartoony adventure whereas horizon definitely went more for like a, a sci-fi grounded in reality aspect like zelda's allowed to be fantastical yeah. um you expect it to look like that
2: but zelda has not a lot of sci-fi elements. No, come on different...
1: like be be honest yeah. here
0: Art style wise, if you're oh, going to talk, talk about art style wise, though, Horizon was going for an ultra realism look, as and that was to to, to to like harmonize with like the the storyline and the exactly. gameplay elements of the whole thing that they were going for. Breath of the Wild, it could probably have uh, all sorts of different elements to it, but the whole tone of Zelda. In and that they were going for that that particular franchise is kind of focused on is a more, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Almost a very mystical, fantastical look look to it. You don't want things to look super exactly. ultra real, but they can still look good. Like the I, I see what you're saying about yeah, some of the creatures there they do look fairly realistic, but there's still a surrealistic quality to them. Uh, almost like it's it's very like it's very. Um, not cartoony but a, a lot more animated looking it's supposed to like that's the style it's going for and it, it does stay in a very like cohesive consistent style of choice throughout the whole thing
2: yeah, but i think that's uh, it's definitely where we're uh maybe losing a little something um in this discussion just because you know now, again, we're talking, like, art direction and what, uh, like, the tone of the game yeah. itself um, was going yeah. for in the way it looked. But say, you know, hypothetically, its initial direction from the start was to look like something like Breath of the Wild, you know, and disassociating it from its, from its tone and stuff, if it did look like that. And you're just wandering around the world and you're not really getting involved. Like, Just disassociate it from the story and what's going just on. Just like, going back... To, would it look worse if it wasn't hyper-realistic?
0: Just going back to what Quinn said, though. Um, I think part of the huge allure of Horizon was the fact that we got to see super-realistic-looking robot yeah. dinosaurs. And the cartoony... That's we, what I'm seen, saying. I'm... We've seen cartoony robot dinosaurs. We've seen pixel robot dinosaurs. We've seen dinos- like robot dinosaurs in all facets of visual design and to see them as ultra realistic looking at this. Cause I'm also thinking, you remember record oh, right? yeah. and the robots that we saw with record and how pretty that game was. And unfortunately it didn't quite ma- the pretty yeah. didn't match the gameplay in that sense. But the reason why everyone wanted to play it was because the character designs and the ultra realistic looking versions of those character designs really drew you in. You know what I'm saying? So I think like that was part of the whole thing with Horizon is that we got to see what we all we already had the fantasy idea of what they looked like in drawings and things like that. Now we actually got to see and see them move yeah. and see them react to an environment in an ultra realistic way, very well executed, and in a game that was enjoyable to play as well.
2: I don't know. I just maybe I'm just I'm the only, I'm alone in this. I personally like. N- That I don't know. None of that means anything to me. Like, I wouldn't care if they were hyper realistic or not. I think if if Horizon had a, a visual style that was similar to something like Breath of the Wild, it would still look just as good to me because everything that Breath of the Wild does right with like atmospheric lighting and and color and and like atmosphere, you know, it would work in a game like Horizon doing the exact same thing. And
0: would it work? The tonality
2: of the game wouldn't matter. Let's be real here.
0: The gameplay is pretty solid in Horizon. It does a lot of what, like, and we said, we've said this in previous podcasts. What we all like, seem to like about Horizon is it does a lot of stuff that open world games do, and it does it all in one place. It doesn't do everything, but it does a lot of the things that we like from them, right? And sure, you could absolutely see this as, like, a pixel game, or you could see it as um, just a stylized version of the game. It wouldn't have the same impact that it does it would probably have been bypassed because lots of games do do that. That, I think that's one of the biggest, like it's, it's not, I don't think it's an element that you could take away from that particular game. I think everything works harmoniously. Exactly. The way they have it set up.
1: I think of a good game where visuals matter in that when it works well as a big package and it suits the tone and the theme of the game and the art style combined with the graphical fidelity, you know, all work together as opposed to something like, okay, for instance, the latest Call of Duty, which looks super kick-ass on the Xbox One on a 4K TV, but like it's the same basic Call of Duty you've been playing for years. So it wouldn't matter if it looked like that or not.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I took that's, you know what, that's a perfect example of that. Cause like we'd, we'd all play Call of Duty no matter what it looks like. It's just cooler and excite more exciting when it as, as exactly. it approaches and a that's realistic. That's a game work.
1: that you know wouldn't work if it had a Breath of the Wild style art style. You'd be like, oh, well, actually, this this isn't that great, really.
2: I don't know if that's a hundred percent. You remember thirteen, oh,
1: the Roman numeral game.
2: That shady thing with friggin' David Duchovny. No, I
0: don't remember this one.
2: No, the the tea, yeah, the the What about the it? game, It's like a cel
1: shaded game. Like very comic-y. Yeah.
2: Exactly. I know, but it's not shooter. Call of Duty,
1: is what we were saying, man. That game was go. going for a whole different
2: point made. Call of Duty is just that's a first my point. shooter. It's as generic see, as they that's, come.
0: that's a different but that's a different <laughs> story altogether. In that case, like you the point of this is it it really it depends on like what you're already expecting of the game when it's coming out. Like Call of Duty, we're expecting a Call of Duty game. It's got to follow its formula. We've seen what's happened when it's strayed from the formula. It's, not, it's successful, of course, but it's not as successful as the ones that just stick to the formula with what they're doing. Whereas like another first-person shooter has the luxury of going outside that box, not um, upping the level of what it's supposed to look like, what it's supposed to do every single time. But Call of Duty, that's the only thing it can do is try to go, look better, run faster, have more guns. I don't even know.
2: Never mind. If it if, if Call of Duty came out looking like Breath of the Wild, that would I probably, that would be probably okay, enough I'm, of a shaker. On, to on make the note of the thirteen thing, it it's
1: it's a now that you brought that up, it's it's really okay. So thirteen went for a like graphic novel aesthetic, and the game was based around that. It had the funny, like the big sound effects the onomatopoeia like written word it had lots of like frames uh like comic style frames and animations when you killed people it was cel-shaded it worked well for that a game like borderlands would be the exact same whether it had that cel-shaded art style or whether it went for like a call of duty s kind of hyper realistic like that game gains or loses nothing by how it looks in my opinion of course yeah Jordan? Or, sorry, then again,
0: Lisa, go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say, yeah, again, it just comes down to the particular design choices based on the story, based on all the other, like, combining elements that the developers essentially intend for the game. Like, 13 was obviously supposed yeah, to be a no, that's
1: yeah, Exactly.
0: And Borderlands, yeah, yeah Borderlands it's got such a cartoony aesthetic to it in terms of story, in terms of character, that it they, they are going to go for a visual representation of all of those themes that they're trying to bring out and introduce. So, Call of Duty's not doing that. Call of Duty is trying to get you to be yeah, in
1: exactly one. and and yeah, that's and yeah. I just Immerse mean that because like, We were talking yeah. about whether you know a game uh, gains or loses something if it goes for one art style or the other. And I think Borderlands Mm. would play and feel and be reviewed and enjoyed the exact same way, whether it was cel-shaded or not. Whereas a game like 13 is definitely going for a specific style, and it would not be the same game at all without that. Yeah. And again, now we're straying into art style, which clearly is very, very, very important um, in a game versus uh, how fast it runs or how crisp and high definition the resolution is. I mean that's something that I don't think anybody disagrees with.
2: No, and that's a that's a whole like um sort of like different kind of you know, discussion within the realm of we are talking about all together. It's a very different. Um, it is, but it's, um, I mean, if, if we're talking about the visuals matter, or our broad question media.
1: was do visuals matter in, in video games. And like, on the one hand, like we all agree, absolutely. They do, but does visual fidelity really matter that much? And I think we all kind of feel that not really. It doesn't.
2: No, yeah exactly because you know you look at i you know i think about games like um like no more heroes on the wii that like kind of to a certain degree purposefully went for like a kind of outdated look um which you know which to an extent did play a little bit into like the, the the meta narrative and sort of like just a little bit of more of the of the joke of what like suda was going for but like you know that versus something like um I don't know anything that can't come out on the Xbox three sixty at that time. Well then and then again they actually they remastered uh No More Heroes on the on the PlayStation I mean, I, 3 and like it looked, it yeah, looked kind of terrible. About, is oh, what
1: I, was, you, you yeah, I mean you sent a, on, yeah. a, on a good tangent there because like remasters are huge right now.
0: And and honestly, How many games don't actually need it? Because I'm looking at Secret of Mana. I love Secret of Mana. I love the game. The remaster takes away so much from the original feeling you get from playing that kind of game. Because it just feels so out of place. Right? Right. Um, and then you're looking at games that just slightly up the quality of it. Some remasters no, just don't no, really absolutely. need to happen. And it.
1: the only thing I'm really looking forward to uh, for yeah. the Dark Souls remaster, like coming out on Switch and PS4, is I just want that frame rate increased, especially like in areas like Blighttown. Like the original game played really janky and was sluggish as hell at some times. I love yeah, that yeah. game as it is, but if you could just make it run smoother and faster, I don't care what it looks like otherwise, I'll happily mm-hmm. play it again.
2: Well, I was going to say, like, ironically, um, you know, we've also, like, we've seen times where trying to make well, a game yeah, look like, better has kind of it's been its detriment. Like, Hill look 2. at the Silent Hill 2. Well, even, yeah, like, they tried to make it look better. They took out all the things that, like, um, not only worked in relation to the story and the atmosphere, but worked as, like, hiding, you know uh like bad textures and stuff that like would have uh would have brought the game down visually and by removing all like that t- you know, attempt to make it not look better they just made it look worse atmospheric um,
1: um and also sorry go I'm ahead kind of
2: spooky and even i know uh well we uh, you know i mentioned this a little bit and i know maybe you know i know a lot of people don't don't feel the same way and um not that I think that, uh, not that I wholly commit to this idea too, but you know, I I personally thought that the um, Shadow of the Colossus like remaster was slightly unnecessary because yeah, it looks great, but that kind of like grungy PS2 era look that it had did sort of fit overall totally, to like totally. what the game was actually trying to be about and some cleaning it up and making it look really crisp and neat and like and and, and like a like a game that belongs on Man, like a like ps4 it's like when you upscale like a, i don't like know a it loses something
1: to um like a uh h what is it h, HFR or whatever the hell it's called and um like 4k resolution those don't look better when they're cleaner and crisper i like that kind of muddled vasellini no. like old look it, it's it's part of the charm it's what they were supposed to look like you can't just spit shine it make it brand new and expect it to have the same appeal
2: absolutely not and you gotta remember too that th- that those the like those limitations are exactly what like film and game yeah, designers yeah. were like working with and they had to work around them so you can't just obviously you can't just try and upscale and make it look yeah I totally get and, the and same another thing result um, out of it that
1: just recently talking about like uh the ever inflating and exponentially increasing cost and uh, budgets of like AAA games. A lot of that money is going towards like making the textures looking better yeah. and making, you know, it run smoother in 4k, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, we don't need that. Like take, take that. Go ahead.
2: Well, that was a point I, I don't know, that I was going to have. Sorry. It's not, um, Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off there. But that was a point that I did want to get get onto at at some point was like this is it, you know it's 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 a cyclical problem because you know this idea that games need to look a certain way and look like like every game needs to look like The Last of Us or you know like yeah like Uncharted 4, you know, it it does put the game industry in this really you know toxic kind of place because uh, like console designers uh, or manufacturers believe that yep. this is what we want. So they keep having to create this like bigger and bigger hardware to be able to handle it, which drives the cost of gaming up, which drives the cost of development up. You know, you get companies um, hemorrhaging money into the into like creating like engines that can that can make their games look a certain way and you know and more time as effort is spent in um trying to get their game to look like this in, like you know to run in 4k and 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 be these like movie quality video games when yeah like you really don't okay. need them to
0: that's a really good point and i cool. think we're going to take a break right here um because i have something i want to say about that afterwards Sounds when we good. get back hey cole do you want to be kept up to date with the latest to come out of the gaming, movie, comic, and tech worlds? No, I don't want to. Cole, that's that's not how this promo is supposed to work.
2: I'm not getting paid enough for this, Lisa. Y- yes, you are, Cole. A lot, actually. Fine. I, Cole Watson, love the Pixels and Ink podcast, and if you think there's any better podcast out there, you're wrong, buddy, and you gotta check it out.
0: <sighs> Cole? Yes? Do you even listen? Like, like, what's your favorite part of the podcast?
2: You guys do news, right? Yes. The news! <sighs> I'll be in my trailer. I have anime to research.
0: Anyway, tune into Pixels Nink podcast every Friday to hear the latest news, reviews, and deep dives into the worlds of comics, gaming, tech, and movies. You can find us at CGMag Online, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, or your favorite podcast app. You can follow us at Twitter at CGMag Online, Facebook at CG Magazine, and catch past episodes on our YouTube channel uh, under CG Magazine. Don't delay, listen today. Oh hell yeah! You were just to recap. You were saying that um, the increased desire for high quality, high graphically uh, uh, quality games are driving up the cost of consoles
1: and forcing the competition to to try and mimic the big triple A studios and wasting a lot of their money trying to play catch up with the big boys when, yeah, really, we all sort of feel that they they shouldn't have to do that. And it's so, go ahead.
0: Oh, no, I was going to say, um, I think I think a lot of that has to do. OK, well, we can take this back to the, the visual design then of the whole thing. And um, it depends on, I guess, the generation of uh, video game players who are coming in to and what we basically where their benchmark was. Mm-hmm. Now, we're all older. So what's your benchmark? What was like the first few games you were playing?
1: Well, uh, well, I guess probably early NES yeah, games, definitely. Yeah. Um, but if we're talking 3D games, then it would be like, yeah, Wolfenstein, Doom.
0: Yeah. So like I that. think, do you guys think that maybe we have a like lower, like we have a, not a, not a lower expectation, that's not it at all, but we have a, a better threshold of forgiveness when it comes to games because oh, we are not have that. 100
1: yeah. percent my uh my cousin's 14 and he's a uh like he's a big pc gamer kid and mm-hmm. anytime we talk about video games i would say most of his discussion is about uh whatever new piece of hardware he has or what uh say destiny 2 was the last time we talked about a game uh what he runs of that and things like that and uh like yeah we're all you know in our 30s and yeah i don't I see a definite generational divide there. Whereas younger people, they grew up in the environment of ever increasing crazy visuals, and that being such a huge driving selling aspect of games. Whereas we've seen the medium kind but, of since the but beginning. But don't you think
2: that that's mm-hmm. like it's? I don't know if it's if it's relative because yeah, we we grew up, you know, and we saw like we saw its evolution from it's inception right like it's one of the things that bothers me anytime i bust out the n64 and i or like you know and i and i hear like my brother or someone be like oh my god look how (laughs) how bad this game looks and it's like no don't say that because it's not this game doesn't look bad and like you know if you look if you think back to when we were kids like when we were playing GoldenEye, like that blew our minds like we couldn't imagine games looking any better than that
1: um oh man, absolutely. Mario sixty four remains to me the most like absolutely probably the most and one of the last times I've ever been like legitimately floored by yeah. what a game looked like. And yeah. we're, we're also getting into that whole diminishing returns thing, right? Like the jump from the mm. like the 16 bit era to PS1 sixty-four era that was huge whereas now it's like you know 1080p versus 4k is it really that like huge it's of a leap not it's really not but that's what but i
2: wonder um like you know does it does our does our age and our like i guess our perspective like does it change like you know because anyone who grew up i guess like even from like the xbox 360 era to now is gonna feel like we oh I, you know i would hope that they would look back and when if, if anyone played a uh you know a 360 game and be like, man, look how bad games used to look. And it's like, well, no. Like, don't you remember when we thought this was like the the pinnacle of technology? Mm-hmm. Um but no, but I but yeah. I definitely think Quinn's onto something there okay. because yeah like like we we saw it from when like when you know a Super Nintendo game seemed like the height of technical achievement and it just kept getting better. And now we really it does seem like we've reached an apex and the only possible way we could go any further is by making games that are photorealistic. And we're already kind of seeing that with, like, FMV-style games.
1: We are kind of seeing that, yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, man, I remember the first FMV game I saw back in the 90s, and it blew my mind because it looked so realistic. And I just never thought we could get anything better than that. Crime Wave. (laughs) I don't know why I was playing it at that age, but like... (laughs) But anyway, like the reason why I brought that up is because like, yeah, we have we have a a different like we have a different context that we build for ourselves in terms of games. And we're thinking about the demographic of like expendable income consumers. So basically kids that are growing up, still living at home right now, they're still kids, but they're they've been playing like much higher graphic fidelity style types of games. And it is kind of harder to go from one All the way back, unless you're really focused less on the graphics and more on the gameplay. And I guess it's harder to separate yourself when you've come from that ultra realistic looking kind of thing. So I can understand why a lot of developers who are seeing the sales go up, are going to be accommodating that kind of mindset, because frankly, that's where the money's at, that, guys. That's
1: that's a good point, and that they're used to it and they they don't want to go back, whereas we've seen it all since the beginning, so for yeah. us it's not as difficult to go play a game like um, like one of my prime examples, even though it is a notoriously difficult, insane game gameplay wise, is Dwarf Fortress. I don't, I don't know. know that one. I'm looking yeah, up it looks So it's literally Barf- just like little – like you could play that on an old, old, old PC if you wanted to, and people still rave about that game. And like honestly, you could not – Oh my gosh, convince, yeah. Yeah, you could not convince my cousin to ever sit down and play that even though he would probably think, like it.
0: You know what's amazing? I don't think any – like I'm looking at this right now, and I don't think any kid today has ever played an ASCII game.
1: No, yeah, exactly, exactly. Because I'm like one of my favorite games.
0: Now, have you guys ever done uh, just kind of a little off topic here? But have you guys ever gone into the um, Internet Archive, uh, video game archive? No,
2: no. I was meaning to.
0: It's a. Oh my gosh, it's amazing because it has all of those PC games from like the like Commodore 64 era kind of style. And there was this one game. Yeah, like oh, and even worse, even like further back. Like, there was this one game I loved as a kid, and it was a terrible game. It, I, I liked it as a kid, though, so I was a kid. Um, but it was another ASCII game called uh, Dracula in London, and it looked awful but because it was like a story-based game and and like it was it it, it, not it was the visual novel at the time so it was a text adventure right Uh with actual visuals and stuff like that like i don't think with that because of like the speaking of that whole visual novel thing i don't think we could ever have like because kids are not kids but just uh video game players who are like not grown up with that sort of thing wouldn't be able to go back to like the traditional text-based adventure kind of games no. as easily because of like uh game like because of telltale games for example and their visual novel style and then dagnaropa and those franchise of uh visual novels like with so much happening it's mm-hmm. just so hard to be yeah, able, like, I go back
2: whereas yeah
0: but and let's be honest here I don't think I'd like. I have gone back to that game uh, once I found the archives, uh, like just a few years ago, and um, it doesn't hold up. And there's nothing really holding me back with it. And I, I like I can understand going back and and not being able to like. It is harder to once you're used to a certain thing to go back to something yeah. like um,
2: that. Yeah, but I think we're having a totally different debate here because I don't know if it's if it's got anything to do with um, like graphic quality or uh like visual design in games i think just video games in general are just way more um from a from a pure design standpoint just they're way more um dedicated to like like instant gratification and a lot of distractions so it's just the the amount of patience that would and and problem solving that well, would our- be needed to play a text based game like is just lost cuz even the telltale games that try to like emulate old like point and click style games are very very generous like they require little to no thought whatsoever and it's basically just just holding your hand through a story and letting you make decisions yeah
0: i think it also comes down to the fact that uh, as, as the generations have evolved and we now have generations of, of people who are born without ever not knowing what the internet was, where it was never a thing. And like the fact that uh, like our, the way we perceive the world and the way we perceive everything is we're so used to being inundated with so much information that we are exp- like people who are used to that sort of thing are waiting for that to happen in the game and it's very hard to have like just a one primary focus kind of thing. But that's a different topic yeah, altogether itself. Because then there. we can go into is imagination dead? We can do so much there. But
2: we got off on a, we got off so, all the, off the rails yeah. on that one. Let's, let's realign.
0: Okay. Well, here's here's then here's a question. Then in terms of uh, nostalgia factor for visuals, like how much how much of a role does that actually play?
2: Um, I mean, I'm I'm certain to some extent part of me does enjoy uh seeing like you know uh like the 18 bit or the 6 bit or the 8 bit um aesthetic um you know granted like like looking looking back on like, like even something like owlboy like owlboy to me looks absolutely gorgeous and i i like to think that it would look the same way um sort of regardless of whether or not I played a Super Nintendo like it it looks really good with what it's doing and it has a very like distinctive art style yeah it's it's an art style that does it, it like it harkens back to a to a to a certain time for some people but like even without that i like you know i would think that it, it still looks just as good and it still does like everything it's doing very competently in the visual department.
1: Yep.
0: Hmm. Yeah. I'll, but I'll, but I'll,
2: I but I definitely think, yeah. Of course. There. You know. To 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 a to a certain degree. Yes. Of course. So you know, I would look at that and go like like this reminds me of my childhood. This is amazing. But you know. But then there there are a lot of things that do that. Like because even just like um the other day <laughs> um I was playing the uh the Kirby All Star Allies demo and despite the fact that it Mm -hmm. looks like like a modern game you know um just like sort of like just seeing those those familiar characters and like you know some of the uh some of the enemies that they brought back from like older games like even even though it looks like totally different you know i was still getting kind of like nostalgic flashbacks of playing like kirby um uh superstar right like so you you can still how i think still have that effect and not necessarily need the game to look a certain way
1: yeah if you're just mm-hmm. not always playing that card
0: yeah but i think it does give us a lot more room for forgiveness i think so sure.
1: oh, no, like no, have that you guys without saying i i think for sure um Mm -hmm. But that's so very specific to people our age and a little bit older because the medium itself has not been around long enough for that to be analyzed in in a full context. Like give it like another 50 years and maybe we can see. But right now it's like, of course, kids who grew up with uh, like their first console was an Xbox 360 are not going to be able to look back at like an NES or an Intellivision game and be like, oh, yeah, that looks fun. I want to play that.
2: Although I I, yeah. I question that notion to to a certain degree because I think that if if it were true that we are more forgiving towards games like uh, and like we're more we're a little bit more um um I guess introspective on um like us games visuals because we sort of have the foreknowledge of of knowing where like gaming has come yeah. from I don't think as many young kids would, l- like, enjoy the way Minecraft looks.
1: And yet that's, like, the biggest game with kids.
2: Exactly. But that also goes that's into true. that
1: a lot of the time in my experience, as I've mentioned before in previous podcasts, is because that's the only game they're allowed to play
2: yeah but but they but they're aware of video games they've they they you can go to a store and you can go it's not like no kid can hop on youtube and not see a trailer for like mario odyssey and be like well why doesn't my game look like that like
0: i that you bring up a really good point jordan but i'm gonna go with quinn on this one um because what they're allowed and what they're allowed to have exposure to is plays a huge factor like um in my pre- in my previous career i like a lot of the, i could tell the difference between the kids that were allowed to play you know mature games and kids that weren't and the, the one the kids that weren't tend to gravitate a lot more towards like the smaller indies that didn't have ratings that they could their parents could get them really quick like um the, the or minecraft and they were a lot more readily like the ones that were started off with minecraft or games like that they were a lot more ready to play something that was not necessarily the highest looking game whereas all those kids that started off with call of duty they don't want to go down no yeah unless unless of course their friends are playing it that's a different story now do
2: you think that they're like envious of those friends that they see those games and they're like wow like that game looks so good why like i I wish i I wish minecraft looked like that
1: no i would say their envy would stem from i Mm -hmm. wish i was allowed to play that Not i wish minecraft
0: looked like
2: that
1: they they don't yeah
0: that's yeah that's
1: they don't care
2: that sorry continue please.
0: but that's a much younger generation of of like of, ga- of video game players right now like in that in that sense but yeah it, it does come from that envy is not like graphics envy it's that envy is oh I can shoot somebody but my that's, mom won't yeah, let me play that exactly kind of game
1: it, it wouldn't matter what yeah. it looked like it's the content that they're not yeah. willing to play and that's that's what makes them want to play it um, the, the graphics the kids that want the, the most high fidelity graphics are like teenagers and people like in their early twenties. They're allowed to play whatever yeah. they want, but they're concerned about it looking like, oh, I want my game to look the best and it I want the most power behind it and I want the highest frames and the highest settings and blah 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 blah. Whereas young people don't care about it and people our age don't care about it as much. Uh
2: yeah. Yeah, okay. I I I don't know. I still I'm still on the side of the fence that says that people our age uh at least a a decent majority of the people our age still do care about it, and I don't know if that maybe that's if that if that does come from the fact that like you know we've we've been there from the beginning, so like there may be some of us who are forgiving about it. But there are also like some of us who's like, you know, who demand more like I don't like 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 again, you know, to to bring up my brother, like he was there with me from the beginning. Like we used to play Nintendo, Super Nintendo, N64. Like we played all of it. And nowadays, like he's he is the kind of guy like if he were going to sit down and play a game like the game looking like, you know, almost like a movie. Is important mm-hmm. to him, right? Because in his mind, he's like, "Well, why the why would I want to play a stupid Nintendo game? Like, why would I want to play a game from the '90s? Like, I want to play a game, I, and I want it to look like the way a game should look in this day and age."
1: Yeah,
0: yeah, and I think that we've already kind of covered why the possible reasoning for that is. Yeah. I mean, it has to do with uh, bang, best bang for your buck, um, the fact that it's very hard to go back uh, for uh-huh. some people, and. Like It depends on how much nostalgia you attach to games that didn't look as good and, and versus games that look really good. So I think that there's a lot of different factors in that and sense. A lot of us, but,
1: talking me, you, and Jordan specifically, I mean, we write about, talk <laughs> about, and analyze video games for a living. A lot of people, it's a casual thing where they're just like, oh, I want the newest, shiniest, coolest thing because that's what I want. You know, they're not sitting yeah. and, and going in depth about the gameplay and all all the details that yeah sorry go ahead
0: no no that's exactly that's exactly it it's like um it depends on it really depends on where you're coming what what you're coming the context you're coming from yep and all that like yeah no totally that's a that's a very good point
2: it's okay so to sort of bring this argument to a head now um would would. Let's say to, to, to let's say to, to, to finish this off. This is will be our sort of final. Yes, like, to
0: finish this off. If,
2: final if Horizon was in 720p, would it be worse?
1: Uh, I don't think. Yeah, I would have, have to see it, and honestly, <laughs> it. it's you know, it's it's not in a vacuum. You.
0: It would be very hard for me to see a lot of those little plants that I have to go looking for. And, you know, That's all the I have clicks in the
1: words of the gears and the giant dinosaurs probably wouldn't look yeah. as sharp. Um I guess yeah, in and all honestly, it, I think it probably would be a little bit worse if it wasn't as like bangingly beautiful as it turned out to be.
2: But what and but what, do you actually think it would like knowing what you know now about the game? Do you Genuinely feel that it would reduce your enjoyment of the game
1: going from it now and then doing it. Yes, a little bit, not a huge amount, but it, it would be a little bit. But had it just been that way right off the bat, like I said, in a vacuum, then no, I don't think so.
0: Okay, yeah, but that's 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 again yeah, that veil of ignorance. Absolutely. Like, if that's all we know, that's all we know, that's what we're gonna get. So, I would say uh, for me, I'm still, I'm still on my idea, whatever. I want to see what people have intended because I know like a, a developers who do a really good job with that kind of stuff. They'll give you your money. They'll give you your value for the, like the, the scale that they're creating on. Um, just as much as a, a developer who's developing a, a very simple, easy to run pixel game will give you your value in terms <clears> of their visuals for the capabilities that they have. It really just depends on like all of those situations. I think,
2: well, you know, my thoughts, I personally, uh, don't think it matters i think if you are a competent director again like like we saw with you know the 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 port of doom you can find little workarounds you can make something at a lower resolution that still looks like good and ha- and, and has uh, a, a a very high amount of detail and uh, you know at the end of the day it's there there it's just small things that um that don't necessarily reduce the, the amount of fun you should be of able course, to have with the game. Or and, the I amount mean, of, uh, like...
1: Generally, the consensus we've come to is that, no, it doesn't matter. But having something and then having it taken away a little bit, it definitely has more of an mm. impact than just not having it at all to begin with and not even thinking about it.
2: Okay. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I th- well, in the end, we ended up agreeing with I mean, ourselves to begin At the, to st- to at the begin start,
2: we were agreeing with, with ourselves. Okay,
1: so next next time we, we're gonna have a more contentious, argumentative podcast because
2: yeah, pick a topic it just we're gonna really feels strange.
1: Going, yeah, Jordan, I totally agree with everything you just said. I
0: think <laughs> guys, this was the most Canadian podcast we, we've ever done. No, we like did, there were so I many. Know, more, I'm sorry, so sorry, wait. Oh
1: no! Yeah. Oh, no after you yeah, go, go so, ahead. I didn't. I didn't mean to interrupt. I'm <laughs> sorry. God.
0: <laughs> oh well, well hopefully we'll have more contention next time um but yeah i know interesting points brought up and thanks guys for yeah, the conversation a it
1: was awesome. with you guys yeah.
0: thanks again listeners for listening and if you like what you hear or you want to know more about the things we talked about please visit us at cgmegonline.com you can like and subscribe to our podcast on bun's podcast network apple podcasts or any of your favorite podcast apps you can follow us on Facebook at CG Magazine, on Instagram at CG Mag Online, and you can catch past episodes of Pixels and Ink on YouTube, so subscribe to our channel. We're also on Twitter at CG Mag Online. Gentlemen, do you want to plug your Twitters or Quinn Instagram or another social media? Um, I don't know. I Quinn, will what plug, do you want to plug everything Nothing?
1: CGM does because it's awesome. We do fine work. Um, I don't do anything good on my own.
0: Yeah, he does everything good on his own, and he is very humble. And Jordan, of humble. I'm at
2: Ninja Georgia. <laughs> Little, little. <laughs> i like to think i was doing pretty well this podcast Wait.
0: okay so next episode is is jordan humble that's what we're that's our contentious the humble issue bundle. The humble bundle what's your twitter
2: jordan it's at ninja jordan underscore
0: and I'm at Lisa Awesome with no E's, and you can cast. Pa- Ca- uh, I, I said that already. Never mind. Um, so thanks again to Buns Podcast Network uh, for sponsoring our podcast, and from everyone here at CG Magazine, have a great weekend.